0: Well, thank you all so much for joining us on another episode of the Gregory's Ministries podcast. And I'm so excited today. We're joined by a very special guest. We have Lorenda Ford joining us. And Lorenda, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the, the podcast.
1: Oh, the honor is all mine. Thank you so much.
0: And, you know, it's been, I think my first introduction, we were just talking about this What to you mm-hmm. was, oh gosh, it may have been six, eight years ago. We were always mm-hmm. at the gym at Ramah and I saw you yeah, around there. Yeah. But recently, you know, my wife being from Brazil, we've been seeing you in pictures all around Brazil. And so I was like, wow, I'd really love to talk to her and hear about some mm-hmm. of her missions experiences. And so, you know, just to give people a little bit of background about you, you know, how did you even come to know Jesus? What was that experience like? Did you grow up in church or or what was that experience like for you?
1: Well, it's gonna sound scary to you, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was brought up in church, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of domestic things that happened within my family, and around twelve years old, thirteen years old, I got into drugs. Mm-hmm. I was uh alcoholic, a drug addict. I was on the street stealing from people. I mean, dropped out of school in eighth grade. So the whole knowing of Jesus, I never really had that relationship that you would yeah. have. Like You went up to the altar, you gave your life to the Lord, and you knew from that moment on, there was a change. There yeah. was a personal growth. There was transformation. I never had that because when you're under that age where you're still kind of underneath your parents' guidance or covering yeah um i was just basically going because they were taking me but yeah. then things just got out of control with abuse and different things and i was like i don't want to go so i found that as i was growing into a destructive lifestyle i never had a relationship with the lord yeah I, on that hand that might be good for me because i didn't have to go through all the i was saved no i'm not saved I, I you know, I gave my life to the Lord. I backed, I didn't have to do that. I was already lost. <laughs> yeah. I just I just remember the shouting. I remember the speaking in tongues. My mother went to a, a like a Pentecostal, like a holiness Pentecostal church. So we used to make fun of her speaking in tongues yeah. and you know doing all that stuff and giving a little shout there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much how I never really had that relationship. Yeah. And when I look back, I'm so grateful that just because of the way that I started in life didn't hinder the way I was going in life, Yeah, you know? And that's such a a strong statement because so many people think that, well, it was the way that they started or it was what happened to them. So now they're not good enough or qualify and it's like none of those things matter it's only the blood and jesus crucified and that was the hope and yeah. on the other side of a messed up lifestyle i had a mother and a grandmother um, father was out of the picture rightfully so but i had a mother and grandmother that knew how to fast and knew how to pray yeah. my mother was telling me about stories about her and my grandmother fasted no water three days shut-ins You know, we only hear those stories. Those are like reading, like the general stories, you know? (laughs) And I was like, no water? (laughs) Even Jesus had some water.
0: (laughs) Wow, yeah.
1: Yeah, and their prayers literally brought me to a place that I had to make a decision. And so from like 12 to 23, all kinds of things. Going to jail. But under the age, so I, they only could keep me a couple of hours. Like, there yeah. was so much grace <laughs> Yeah. up until, like, you know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. like, thank you, God, for your goodness and your grace. And when I turned 23, on my 23rd birthday, I got in a massive car accident. It was mm. just, I mean, totally wasted. And, and the, while this was happening, the cop pulled over on the highway. And I, I heard, look, I'm wasted tripping and stuff. Yeah. And I heard Lorenda get out of the car, the car's catching on fire. While the car is catching on fire, and I'm crawling out of the car, my mother wakes up in the middle of the night, oh brochette la braca, is praying in the spirit. Yeah, looks in my room, I'm not home, and she's praying until she has a release, it's okay. From that moment, I I I said to myself, if I don't change, I'm going to hell. That yeah. fire in in hearing our audible voice. It's like three o'clock in the morning on the highway, car flipped over, I'm upside down, car's flat as a pancake, no damage to me, you know? My brother came around, my brother was in college and he said that week, that couple of days after that, he said, hey, you wanna go to church? And in the same breath, I said, yes and no. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, yes and no. And all the way to church, I was having a panic attack, anxiety. Yeah. It was the fear of the driving. And that week, I gave my life to the Lord. I've been walking with God for 33 years. I got saved at 23. And I've been, I'm 56 as of last month, you know? So I've been walking with God for 33 years and actively. Like, I can't tell you, Josh, of a moment that I, I backslid. I had enough yeah. common sense, even though I was illiterate at 23. No education, couldn't read the Man. Bible. The Holy Spirit taught me how to read. I had enough sense to know that if I made a mistake, that God loved me so much, and if I asked for forgiveness, that it would never come back to me. That there, I, I didn't even know what condemnation was. And I truly <laughs> believe it was because of the prayers of the yeah. righteous intervening for my life. And that and it changed me. I was like, I where will like Peter, where am I gonna go? Where
0: is there where to where run I go? to? Like there's There's no...
1: nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> it's like it's either, you know, run with him or you're gonna you're gonna go to hell. It's it's the bottom line. And yeah. that was some of the things that I, I I learned. Like every year that passes by, I say, Oh, Holy Spirit, you remember when you did that for me? You remember when you taught yeah. me how to read? I was re- reading how a children's book cartoon book because I couldn't read and the Holy Spirit said if you will only speak what I say to speak he said I'll teach you how to read and I had a stutter and it wasn't a stutter like uh, a nervous stutter it was a stutter from so much drugs mm. pills cocaine liquor that it literally slurred my it slowed down my brain so when I spoke it, sl- it was a slur. And I said to the Lord, I finally come to Jesus. Nobody can understand what I'm saying. And the Lord was like, I will heal you. I will teach yeah. you to read, but only say what I say. And I'm telling you, Josh, the Lord has not, 33 years, the Lord has not failed me. I'm not telling you life is perfect. Yeah. But I'm saying, but in him is perfection. Meaning I don't have to be perfect. But when I fail, I look at him and I go, Oh, I'm so glad I looked up and didn't look yeah.
0: down. Your life was completely, was, that was a radical encounter, you know, and I'm thankful to God that, you know, they maybe other people who uh, finally had this realization that, man, this is not just a religion. This is not just something that I'm going through the motions with. This is a reality. God is real and he's with me and he has a purpose right. and a plan for my life. And I'm That's thankful right. that we don't all have to go through that like life altering car wreck to have that awakening. Even if you're listening right now and you've been playing mm-hmm. the game of religion, you can wake up in this moment. That's right. And, you know, I just wanted to ask you before we kind of dive in a little bit more, you know, if somebody who finds themselves feeling like they're just kind of going through the motions, almost playing this game of religion. What can they do to get out of it? How can they encounter Jesus in a real way?
1: I, I think one of the things that I remember my pastor um, saying to me uh, and when I say saying to me, like he's speaking and it's like, yeah. oh, that's for me. You know, it's like every morning you get the Bible and you get a little notepad, you know, and you just come as you are.
2: Yeah.
1: But if the day is good, you still show up. It's like I'm single. Right. But I've been. Intimate in dating Jesus for yeah. thirty-three years, and it that never failed me. Even when I couldn't read, and I was looking at pictures, and the Holy Spirit said, "See this? Yes, this is what that means."
2: Hmm.
1: You know what I mean? And so I came as a ch- literally childlike. I came as a child. Yeah. So I didn't have all the philosophies and all this stuff of high school to kind of brainwash me like some of the people do today, unfortunately. But if you would just come to me, And like a friendship, I mean, it's never old because his mercies and his goodness and his word never changes, that that's the stability that we all need. It's something that is not here today, going tomorrow, and the next day it's changed again. When you open up that word, you can trust that word. So when they're looking at it and they're reading the book of John, like how much that the Lord loved them so much, that when they read that, they can say, the Lord has loved me so much. Even though, and then they jump over to Romans, and it says, now there's no condemnation.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, when you start to just open up your heart to him. And, and that's what I did. And I cried because I remember like 33 years ago, there was no smartphone like what we're doing today. Yeah. Looking on the internet. I got the computer here, my iPad here. There was none of that. And my grandmother said, Lorenda, you can give your life to the Lord by the confession of your lips into your heart out of your heart is going to become that confession, right? Yeah. She said, but if you want transformation, then you need to have the word of God inside you. So if I had my Bible, I would put it inside me. So yeah. I'm crying because there is no way that I, could, I couldn't read. So I'm like, how am I going to be transformed by yeah. the renewing of my mind? How's that going to happen? Because today you can listen to it you can have it speak to you there's so many avenues and there's no excuse but if the person that is listening to my voice today if you just come as you are look we're not trying to change you but by you being in his presence his presence will cause you to fall for him that you're not going to want to be like that person no more and eventually it's like it's like running a marathon the first day you when i say okay josh i'm gonna trade you for a marathon i'm not having you run a half marathon yeah all i'm doing is say hey let's see how fast you can walk
2: yeah
1: Yeah. and that's what it is with your relationship you might be saying well Lorenda, you've been walking with god for 32 years but it wasn't like that yeah those days was not like that i just came saying i don't understand but holy spirit you're the spirit of truth so can you teach me can you and this is my conversation and i would say this to the person that's listening When I started to do this, I timed it and said, I'm only going to do 15 minutes. That means that I'm going to train the spirit quickly. Then I'm going to read only a chapter and then I'm going to do the rest. And I timed it. And to my surprise, I was just looking for consistency. Yeah. And I got consistency by timing it. But then all of a sudden I found myself going over the time and I didn't want to stop. And then the next thing, you know, I had to set my clock a little bit early because now I've passed 15, I've passed 30. But that didn't happen that week that I got saved. That didn't happen three weeks after I got saved. It happened by being consistent that I tell people, hey, 15 minutes. Time it. And before you know it, you're just going to find yourself in another place that you don't want to come out of because
0: he's so good. (laughs) <laughs> That's so true. That is so good. I love that. And I love, like you said, you're almost developing a discipline. Like, okay, I'm going to set these 15 minutes aside. But then as you do it, it turns from what maybe could have been an obligation at first. to now you're just happy Mm -hmm. to be there and you're going beyond that time. And it's like that with working out. As you know, you could be like, I got to go to the gym two or three times a week. Well, you're there that two and three. And then afterwards, you're like, you know, I actually kind of like going to the gym and I'm just going to go not because I have to or fulfill the obligation, but because I enjoy it now.
2: That's right. So,
0: you know, fast forwarding a little bit. So you had this amazing encounter. You had what I believe was just like a miracle really. With God working through the Holy Spirit working through you, giving you the ability to read. And the cool part is that's available to everybody because of the spirit that's of right. God within us. But you know, there probably came a time and I'd like to, you know, hear your thoughts on it where you're like, "Okay, this isn't just for me. I've got to get this word out to other people." there's a whole world out there that is needing the message. And I wanted, you know, you share with us a little bit like your background traveling the world, because you shared with me before we started, but I would like people to kind of give a scope of where you've been and, and what started you down that path.
1: Well, I think what started me off on my on my path like that was the church that I that I belong to. Still belong to, but it's it's in the East Coast. And um Pastor Sam Smith, which was good friends with uh dad Hagen and the student housing is named after his son. Ah, um, okay. Yeah. So that kind of like, you know, it ties things But he was a he was like Dad Hagen. He was like, you know, you're not gonna just sit there. Don't just sit there, come to church and sit there and don't do anything. So before I ever became international, I became stateside. Yeah. Like I was working with in an abused children's shelter. I was working in a boys' lockdown facility, a girls' lockdown facility. I was bringing some of those kids to church. I, wow. I mean, I was so happy for transformation by my mind changing and healing and stuff. I was just being a witness wherever I could go. And as far yeah. as when it came to doing ministry within the church, I was... I was like, okay, I don't really know what my gifts are and all this stuff. I'm like, well, I don't think I could do this. I don't think I could do that. But it's funny. I was like, okay, I can commit to something. So I started out working with the the little children. One year to the dot, I said, oh, that's not for me. (laughs) And then I went to a children's church. And then uh, 10 years, I was in the youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And still... Letting my light shine. And I was getting people saved all over the place. I'd be at the, the laundromat and just telling somebody about the Lord and and just sharing with them because people started saying to me, you don't look like the people that we know that have been on drugs and all that. And the Lord supernaturally like renewed my youth.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, and I didn't realize it until I started looking at myself like, wait a minute, how old am I? And I'm, I still look this way. <laughs> and so that became so evident that the Lord was with me, that somebody from the church was going to go on a mission trip to Mexico and they couldn't go. And they said, Hey, we know you're getting people saved all the time and everything. They said, would you like to take this trip? It was paid in full. I said, yeah. And I had already had a passport because I did a vacation with my parents. And so I went and I mean, it was outreach stuff out in the, in the, I mean, People were, just didn't have anything and, and, and was so grateful for us to be there. And it changed my life. And, and I wouldn't have called myself a missionary. Yeah. I wouldn't have called myself a minister or, or doing, being a pastor. I would not have. And I didn't. All I said and all I could find in the Bible was do the work of an evangelist. That was the only thing. And that's what I was doing. I was telling people about the Lord everywhere I went. And not just to get people saved. It was because I was so excited about my change. Like, that person's so gone. Like, look at me. Like, And God's just blessing me. So I was like, it's like having a sale at the mall, your favorite store at the mall, 100% off today. (laughs) That's what I was telling people. This is 100% off. And so from that one trip to Mexico was two trips. Um, I ended up doing a Bible school back in the East Coast. So Rainbow was my second Bible school. And, And so it was another trip to Mexico. And then before I knew it, my brother was, my brother came out here seven years later and he went to Rayma and he was like, ah, oh, you got to come out here. And as I was coming out here, then it was another trip, a trip to Peru. And yeah. next thing you know, like all these trips just started accumulating. And when I got, I did missions my second year at Rayma, but when I got out, I was like, okay, you know how it is when it gets ready to get to the end. Yeah. Ooh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Okay. Well, maybe I'll do another year cause I don't know what to do. And right then, a trip to Ethiopia, um, doing some work at Victory, came up. They needed yeah. they needed teachers. I said, "Hey!" And so my whole my whole attitude to anything in life is, if God needs it, yeah, because He said somewhere is Ezekiel or Isaiah, um, "I'm looking for someone who will go for us, who will go." And He's still echoing that now. Yeah. Oh, well it's COVID and now we can't go. I'm still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's he didn't change his mind about who will go. Now people don't want to go. They don't want, yeah. you know. I don't know. You're gonna edit that but <laughs> yeah, no, people no. don't want to go to church. No, you know what I'm true. saying? I'm like, I'm like, come on, wake up. I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. You know, like I said, I've been in church these 33 years. And so one thing opened up to the next Josh, and I just kept on saying, I'll go. There was a trip to the Philippines. And some of these places that I went was didn't have anything to do with what I was called to, but it it gave me an experience. It gave me, I told the Lord, if you ever need somebody to do something, I'll go. So I got the experience of going. If somebody said, hey, do you think that there's a good children's ministry? I say, yes, there's a good children's ministry in Haiti. I went. New missions. I promote that. Go. It's a wonderful ministry. Was I called to that at that season? No, but man, I was an impact, it changed my life. So some of these trips, it was because I was available. Yeah. You know, lots of people say they'll go, they're available, and then oh, you're gonna be doing what? Nah, but let me know if you're gonna be on in the pulpit, yeah, so I can preach. <laughs> Look, yeah. Josh, I ain't never wanted to preach.
0: Yeah, I just want to talk
1: about Jesus. I got pushed out there. Yeah, you know, they were like, Hey, you know, I've been mentoring you a long time, but You need to get up there and take the mic. Wait wait a minute. I'm okay holding up your arms. But even Joshua held up the arms. And then eventually he got pushed into it. Like, hey, my servant's dead. Get up there. And that's how all these like domino effects of these countries just opened up to me. You know, it wasn't like I was carrying cards around, like, hey, oh, to Bible seminars coming. Hey, yeah. man. I was <laughs> Invite like, me. Nah. yeah. 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 It, the only thing that I do is I just share it on social media. I'm not yeah. asking you for your money. Pray. But if you feel led, then give. But I ain't yeah. out there begging. I'm just showing you, hey, if I'm doing something, we're a puzzle. The yeah. body of Christ is a puzzle. And everybody needs to be in that puzzle doing something.
0: Yeah. You know, so, and I think that's you. There's some key things that you said that everyone can take away from is availability is the key. Whatever God needs, even if you're just you're like, hey, I'm not a missionary. That's okay. And your local church, what need is there? Maybe you're not ultimately called to be in children's, but they need help. You can yep. be the one to go help. Maybe you're not ultimately right. called to be in youth or be, uh, be in different areas of the media. But if they need help, be the one to say, hey, I'll do it, I'll learn, I'll help That's them right. out. Maybe you'll learn something yourself along the way that you might end up using down the road but it's going to not only give you an opportunity to get experience, but it's also going to be a blessing Mm -hmm. to the other people. And so I wanted to talk to you because our ministry, Gregor's ministries, we're very heavily involved in Africa. Uh, We're involved in Kenya with Bishop Alex, who I believe, I believe you said you had been there before with, with with Tad. And so, you know, I've know that you, and I believe your brother actually does some work in Africa as well. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, my brother just joined my ministry. It's so much fun because I've been asking people to come and I couldn't get nobody. And I said, well, Ricky, come on, you know. And one day he was just talking to me and it sounded like he wanted to come on a trip. So he just got back from Ghana with Denise and Alex. He came with me Mm -hmm. last year. We had some things that happened in the family. So I had to cancel and he had to go by himself. But we, you know, it's a funny thing when it comes to some of the countries that I go to. Um, some of the places I don't want to go. Yeah. It's, it, it's, I didn't dream of it or felt in the middle of the night, The Lord whispered to me, you know, you're going to go there. I go there because the Lord asked me to go and I love people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love yeah. people. So not all the time. Is it because I, Oh, you, you've been all over the place. Yeah. I've been to places I didn't want to go, but I told the Lord, you can count on me. And because if you love people, It shouldn't stop you, you know what I mean, from going, to see change. And so even when we went to Bishop Alex um, at his church, I went with Tracy Farmer. You know, I didn't know Tracy, right? So when I got it, Tracy and I went to school together at Rhema, And then when we graduated, I just stuck by her side like this. I didn't, wherever she went, it was like Elijah, Elijah. And wherever she went, I went. So she went to Victory up there in Ethiopia. I went with her. I mean, she went to... uh, costa rica she went to kenya all the places she went i went with her and i was like i'm gonna learn by association i'm gonna wow. learn by experience even the good the bad the ugly it still treasures to me because it it, it lets me know what to do and when to do things. Wow. you know and the the people in africa they're hungry
0: it's true
1: they're hungry for god mm-hmm. you know and how can i not go when somebody's hungry how can i not go when i have the bread yeah you know and so now that my brother's like hooked up with me it, it's a blessing because two are better than one
2: yeah
1: you know and and i always said about my brother when he came to rhema it was in the 90s so he was underneath that hagen keith moore Patrick patrick he yeah. was underneath all those mm-hmm. people so i always called him the black keith moore <laughs> <laughs> And it's true. I mean, he could take one word and just just go for weeks and weeks. I'm kind of, I just like to preach. So I'm like,
2: yeah. and then it's yeah. over.
1: So by going to some of the Rhema schools, um, I try to do at least two, two a year, because that helps me. I remember that Hagen talking about some stuff about, you know, how he started out over here and then God led him over here. It, it just keeps me shopping. Yeah. That as preachers, we just got it. And we're running so fast with it. And it's to get everybody like, yeah. yeah. But then you need that word taught so that it, it's line upon line. Okay, let's meditate on that. And then when the preaching comes, let's do that. Yeah. You know, so it's just a nice Oreo cookie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, though. I like that because, like you said, it could be so easy and comfortable Just be always in the vein that you're used to, or maybe that you even prefer just to get up there and be able to go. And when that preaching anointing is there, it's just, that's an amazing feeling. And then when you're there teaching, it can feel more like I'm tilling the ground right now, but that's needed, (laughs) you know, that's also needed. And so being able to recognize that is, is very cool. But you had been to Kenya and where are the, some of the other countries in Africa that you've been to?
1: Okay. So I went, I've been to Kenya twice. Uh, I've been to Uganda three times and I'll be going again in October. I've been to Ghana three times. I've been to Guinea, Guinea, uh, where is it? I thought I wrote it down somewhere because I knew everybody always asked me about the countries <laughs> in Africa. They, they always do. Gambia and Guinea, bissau
2: Wow. So,
1: and some of these places, like I said, I've been like two times, three times. Yeah, like like yeah. I just keep on going. Like if you was to say how many times you've been to Brazil, I couldn't tell you because I've been going for about 13 years.
0: Wow. And See, I
1: didn't I, know and I've been,
2: that.
1: Yeah. yeah, I've been going for, when I, the last time that I was traveling with Tracy, we was in Costa Rica, and the Lord was saying this to me, like he said, I think it was Paul and Silas. I believe it was them. He said, okay, now I want to separate you mm. to go your, your own direction. And it was that. And, and I was in a place where I was like, okay, like I've been with Tracy all this time. You know, what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? And this is exactly how it happened. The Lord had me go to prayer school. Not prayer school, but where the prayer offices are.
0: Yeah, the prayer and healing at center. Healing. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. yes. And I just went in there every day and just looked at the looked at the map and just prayed in the spirit and walked around and said, you know, God, I'm your girl. Wherever you want me to go. And I just kept on praying and looking at the map. And they have a whole bunch of maps. Yeah. And then one day I sat there. And I just looked in the Lord said, look straight. And I looked straight and he goes, What do you see? And I looked straight like this. I was like, I was like, uh, let me get up. And then I just did this. <laughs> and when I pointed, it was Brazil. Wow. And I said, Brazil? <laughs> and I, Brazil. I don't know, nobody. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of the other countries I went to was do social association. I knew somebody and they, I went with them. And now I was starting my own ministry and my own ministry started in Brazil and um, come to find out Paula, which, you know, Paula, they said, Hey, you know, she used to be the main person, you know, go talk to her. She's here and getting ready to get married. And this was when she was getting ready to get married and all this stuff. And yeah, so that tells you how long, like, (laughs) further back. And so I went in the office and talked with her and she gave me some connections and, I mean, those connections are still like, they're like, everybody's like family to me. Now, it doesn't mean I can pronounce everybody's name as good as you. (laughs) Because I was like, look at him. I can't pronounce everybody's name like that.
0: Well, the thing is that you don't see is a lot of times I ask before we start to get their name right. (laughs) So Sometimes you got to pick that up. But I am taking Portuguese classes twice a week. And so I wanted to ask you, how's your Portuguese? you know after 13 years
1: it's a sad thing now (laughs) the lord told me like 13 years ago that i should take portuguese and spanish i go to bolivia a lot as well and i never did and so i started picking up samba because of all the places that i've gone they always had an interpreter and i mean so i catch a word here but by the time i was thinking about learning it then i was there was a time that i was traveling six times out of the year for like five weeks, six weeks. I didn't have time to like learn that because I was yeah. going to the next place. And I, I would say, well, you know, and then I started making excuses. And we have to be very careful because see, the thing is this, God knew 13 years ago that I'd fall in love with the people yeah. and it would consistently be going. And so he told me that way ahead of time so that I could listen. But because I didn't, now I'm in this place where there was people that I know that couldn't speak english <laughs> who are my interpreters today so it's
0: wow. you know i have yeah. to
1: catch up i have to it's catch okay. up
0: that, and i believe i remember i think it was one of the, your more recent posts from whenever you were there you're like it's time to learn the language i was is like that, hey. yes
1: yes. <laughs> yes i mean and like your wife is from from brazil yeah, so yeah. that gives you more of a a desire to want to learn you're going to start having children and you want them to yeah. know the language and so i Absolutely. understand, but i should have listened because I, there's a handful of interpreters that didn't speak english like long ago in affluent and i'm yeah. like so that's when the devil tries to condemn me so that's why when we make excuses and don't do what the lord has called us to do the devil has permission to come and because mm. we feel bad about it he tries to bring the condemnation. Now, I'm smart enough to to, to tell him to get behind me, but yeah. still, I'm like, okay, I got to do this because I'm not going to let him go on my back. It's fine right now, but when I get ready to go in April, then that comes back again.
0: Yeah.
1: You see?
2: Yeah.
0: hmm well I you know while you were there, I saw you had you were doing a lot of outreaches, and is that something that you you know I know you go and you're preaching a lot, you're teaching a lot, but is it consistently that you find yourself continuing to do outreaches just because it's like in your blood now and or or what is that like for you on these trips
1: um I desire to be more on the streets i yeah. I told the Lord, and it's because I've come from the streets, yeah, and so I said to the Lord, i don't care. Want to? I want to be out there. So yeah, you're gonna see me on one trip preaching in the church, yeah. maybe teaching, and you're gonna see a whole lot more outreach. My heart is really we're in the last days. Yes. And if people won't come to church, then we have to go to where the people are at.
2: Yeah. You
1: know. Um. And I believe that because of these last couple of years, um, outreach has just uh, it's just been a real uh capitation in my heart like it causes me to like come alive a little more yeah you know and so while i'm preaching in the churches i'm like okay where are we gonna go so i went to a whole nother denomination i went to the assemblies of god and one of the the pastors there went to rhema Mm. and then invited me and then he was telling me you know, oh, you you seem like the type of person that wanna get in because you know you came from the drugs and all that. I did too. I said, bro, let's go get 'em. He goes, well, we got an outreach. So, so I'm all excited. Man, I'm we're cooking the food for the people and stuff. We call it's called um, I hope I'm saying a uh, P- pavella. Pavela?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. like the we go call- like the slums, essentially. Like Yeah, uh, and they yeah.
1: have their own community, their own rules yeah, and stuff, right? Yeah. So this pass has been going in and out of there, right? And um so I go in there and I mean, look, I remember how it was to do drugs and wake up and just gross and that, but I never seen anything like that. It 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 tore my heart. And so I did a video
2: of it.
0: I saw that. I did
1: not know. I did not know when we left, they started telling me they killed people over there and the cops are not gonna come for you. Hmm. Like I I didn't know my life was in danger because I'm like, whoo, yeah. I know the glory of the Lord is with me because I'm called, Yeah, you know, and I saw stuff. And I mean, that girl was sick. I mean, she was sick. And and it didn't stop me from hugging our people, loving our people, you know, people like, where was your mask? I'm like, if God can't protect me from COVID, how's it, I'm going to grow out. How is miracles going to happen? If he can't protect me in a smaller thing, how is he going to protect me in the biggest stuff? And so to, to your question, I'm absolutely like on all my trips now. Um, yeah. That's why I have my brother, my brother's brother-in-law is a Raymond graduate. There'll be three of us going to our next trip to Ghana and them two will be teaching and I'll be out in the street. Yeah. I'll be like, no, nope. I'll be out in the street. I'll preach at the churches. You guys do the teaching and I want to be out on the streets and do the outreach. And that's what I'm really gathering people up for is like, look, we're in, we're, we're in the last days. We're closer yep. than we ever have been. Look at the news. Look at social media. Look at the Bible. And it all is kind of coming together. Yeah. And, and even where the church is, like, they're everywhere but the church. Yep. People who told me to go to church three years ago, not in church. I'm like, you told me. <laughs> I'm still going. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: you know, so now it's, okay, let's get people come as you are yeah okay but now we're going to prepare you for
0: greater things wow that's so good and now you're the ministry that you have i know you have your your brother and you said was it your brother-in-law is also going with you he's going to be going with us
1: too
0: yeah so now do you guys is it primarily you three or do you do like small small like short-term missions with people in groups or is it primarily the the your core
1: well the thing is my core was only my core like that me. was you yeah <laughs>
0: you were the core yeah <laughs> now you're expanding it's grown but the up,
1: problem yes. is like the last two years i couldn't i there was so every time i stepped my foot the lord told me of all the countries that i will go to he told me like brazil is my backyard and he'll yeah. give me he's giving me brazil the problem is i'm only one person even yeah. on my last trip i had to say no to people because i was like I'm preaching almost every day in a different city and I need people to come and help me. And yeah. I, I found that I couldn't get nobody. So I said I need to start building something because God is blessed that it's bigger than me. Yeah. So I need help. I think I always needed help, but nobody volunteered. So I just kept on doing it. Yeah. But I have a ministry in Oklahoma as well. So I really need to help international as well. Yeah. You know,
0: well, I, I love talking to you because your passion is infectious and I believe the people that are listening are going to be inspired to not only have a true encounter with Jesus if they haven't, but also to start going out and being available in every area of life and then also just making sure that they are reaching, no matter if they're in another country or they're at their job or in their city, wherever they're at, reaching those people with the love of Jesus and I think that's... That, right. that's That's going to, we're going to, I'm, I believe this generation, you know, people talk about the younger generations coming up, but I believe that they're catching it. They're catching the move of the spirit. They're going to be operating with God out on the streets, doing outreaches. And I just believe that we have to believe that for them as well. And so, you know. I'm excited for what God's doing in the earth and I know you're not going to stop anytime soon. You're going to keep going. And so we want to make sure that people have the opportunity to help you continue to do what you're doing and not only continue to do, but to increase. And so if you can give us your, your website information so that we can give people the opportunity to go find out more about your ministry.
2: Okay.
1: So it's I 61 imorg I 61.
0: I am.org. Right. Yeah. I am. I
1: I am. am.
0: So we're going to put the link here at the bottom of the video as well. So you'll be able to just click on it and find out more information. And I know as always, we, you welcome everybody's prayers and, you know, joining with you in the spirit, praying for your trips, praying for what God's doing everywhere you go. But do you also have the option on the website for people to get involved financially with what you're doing?
1: I do. And I, I believe, cause I have somebody else that is actually looking at that, looking over for me. I believe there's even opportunity if they want to come on a trip.
0: That is awesome. So guys, I yeah. encourage you. Don't only go look at the website, pray for Lorinda and all of her, her family and all of the trips, but also get involved financially. If God places that on your heart. And if you're interested in listen, I've always wanted to go on a trip. I'm not even really sure where to start. I don't have any connections. That might be a great opportunity for you to be able to sign up for one of these trips as well. So I want to thank you so much for joining me on the episode today. It's been an amazing conversation and I'm hoping that we can get you back on and we'll get a uh, Portuguese translator so that we can also reach the people from Brazil as well.
1: Nice. Josh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time.
0: Yes, absolutely. We'll talk soon.
1: Okay. You have a great day.
0: You too.